0: This hour, the podcast is exclusively sponsored by my good friends at Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold is a five-star rated gold company with one-of-a-kind customer service. And when it comes to gold and precious metals, Advantage Gold is the only company I'll work with. Call Advantage Gold today and make sure you let them know that Mark Levin sent you. And now, let's begin.
1: He's here. He's here.
0: Mark Levin here, our number 877 381 3811. 877 381 3811. Has there ever been a more stark difference among our people? Not since the Civil War. In other words, we have one political party, the Democrat Party, that hates the country that wants to change the citizenry, that wants to change the people they're supposed to represent, that wants to change our economic system into a socialist neo-Marxist economic system. A Democrat party that destroys capitalism and prefers something called climate change. A complete concoction and yet they pay for the test results through the federal government. They pay for the, for the research that they want. A Democrat party that has eviscerated law and order with rampant crime in our streets. A Democrat party that is eviscerating the United States military and our weapons systems. Have we ever had a party like this? A Democrat party that in conjunction with corporate media is constantly trashing our history, constantly trashing the majority population in this country, whether it be Christian or white or what have you, constantly picking its scabs, constantly trying to divide us, create jealousies and create hate, promotes the most loathsome professors, the most loathsome authors, the most loathsome ideologies, day in and day out. We have a Democrat Party that dictates to us what words we may or may not use. We have a Democrat Party that now attacks the independence of the Supreme Court. It used to be, you don't talk about justices in the court this way. But now, again, through their media, Democrats, elected and unelected, surrogates, from all walks of life, trash the justices, threaten the justices, claim that the justices are just there to do the bidding of Donald Trump when they don't get the result they want, which is forget about the trial, forget about the appeal, forget about it all, just throw Donald Trump into prison. And maybe he'll get the Epstein treatment, Mr. Medusa. Now when you face this and you see this and you still have Republicans who ignore or pretend that these threats and dangers are not swirling around the American people then as far as I'm concerned they're aiders and abettors. That's what Nikki Haley is. That's what Chris Sununu is. That's what Larry Hogan is and so forth and so on. Just as Joe Biden relies on Islamists. Just as Joe Biden relies on individuals who want to see the obliteration of Jews, the obliteration of Israel, relies on individuals, Marxists, who attack our history, who attack our founding, who pull monuments down, who reject. The Judeo-Christian belief system that created this country, the Declaration and the Constitution. Doesn't mean the rest of us have to follow. When I see my buddy Hugh Hewitt go on there and slobber all over Mitch McConnell, it embarrasses me. And he's not alone. When I see the candy asses at the Wall Street Journal editorial page do the same thing, It's stunning to me. When I watch Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney, who is a chameleon, a man who's never stood on principle for anything at any time, just like his daddy, say what he does and do what he does, makes me sick to my stomach. You would at least think that the Republican Party that was founded as the abolitionist party would be united in their opposition to the efforts by the Democrat Party to abolish our republic, to abolish our constitutional system and replace it with an alien ideology that they've been pushing for 120 years. Progressivism is, after all, the progeny of Marxism. So now, they attack Christian nationalism. Nobody even knows what the hell they're talking about. It's made up. It's a fiction. A white dominant society. Nobody knows what they're talking about. It's made up. It's a fiction. They create these fictions. They create these pseudo events. They create these lies through which they put their agenda. Every damn piece of their agenda is intended on burning down this society. Burning it down. Their great hero is Bernie Sanders. Their great hero is AOC. AOC. When I watch people like Michael Steele, or Joe Scarborough, or Liz Cheney, or Kingsinger, or the disgruntled reprobates who left Trump, sold books, got media jobs and accolades, these these are the people who are aiding and abetting those who are destroying this country. They're backstabbers. I'm deeply, gravely worried about this. We keep getting these pieces written at the National Review and Wall Street Journal and their ilk. How can Trump attract the Nikki Haley supporters? They're running ads now in Virginia. Nikki Haley is. I'm watching them very carefully. You know what she says? Absolutely nothing substantive. Nothing principled. No pushback. No pushback against this counter revolution to the American Revolution. Nothing. How do we get her voters? We know where Donald Trump stands on the issues, we know where he stands. We know what kind of president he was for four years. He was a damn good president. We know he's not going to destroy democracy. Democracy's being destroyed by Biden and his party, right in front of our eyes. And actually, the phrase is constitutional republicanism, but we'll play along at least for a while. Our military's on its back. People don't want to join anymore. Our local police forces are on their back. The only police force that's growing is the federal police force and its different iterations. the power of the police state, not local police forces. And then they lie to us, which is what totalitarians do. Oh, crime is at record lows. Violent crimes at record lows. We know why. It's not being reported. It's not being prosecuted. So they play with the numbers. And so you're supposed to be Helen Keller. I don't see anything. I don't hear anything. We see what's happening to our stores. We see what's happening to our subways. We see what's happening in broad daylight on our streets. We see little kids being murdered at fast food restaurants. We see what's going on, and they tell us crime is going down. They tell us inflation's going down. When inflation, core inflation, even said it in a report today, is way up. What's core inflation? It's the inflation they don't count. What you put in your mouth and chew and digest, that's not counted. What's over your head, a roof, that's not counted. The utility bills that come in, that's not counted. But core inflation, the things you need to survive, is through the roof. so they have to lie. They lied about the border. They told us for three friggin' years the border was secure. It's operationally under control. You heard it. How many times do I have to show it and play it? Now that the public says, in Democrat cities. No, it's not. These people are taking over our streets. They're committing crimes. They're taking our resources. They're in our schools. They're in our parks. They're in our... They're everywhere. They have nowhere to live. They're defecating in the streets. And when they can, they're getting five star hotel treatment. And when they can, they're getting food, credit cards, for God's sakes. And they qualify for a whole bunch of welfare programs. This is a country that's being destroyed from within by the Democrat Party and Joe Biden. And the worst culprit in it all are the media. Because the media, the media is populated by Democrat Party apparatchiks. I don't mean they're being sent into the media by the Democrat Party. They are Democrat Party apparatchiks. Story after story, Sunday after Sunday, evening after evening, morning show after morning show, it's trashing Trump. Or Christian nationalism. That's been going on for six months at CNN and MSNBC now. All, you know, Islamophobia, you see. That's the problem. As they trash Christians, as they trash trash Jews in the media. or Anybody that stands up and says, wait a minute, what are you talking about? The ignoramuses in the media, they are stupid people. Jake Tapper is an enormously stupid man. Wolf Blitzer is an enormously stupid old man. Andrea Mitchell is a long-in-the-tooth, incredibly stupid woman. And I could go on and on. They put individuals like Joy Reid on television. Like Rachel Maddow and others the filth, the vile, the poison, the cancerous attacks that come out of their mouths. Because there are no more standards in the media. There's advocacy. That's it. That's it. The only Republicans they put on are Republicans who attack Donald Trump and attack those who support Donald Trump. So desperate are they That they try and create the impression, Biden taking the lead, then Kamala Harris, Hakeem Jeffries, Chuck Schumer, the whole bunch of them. That tens of millions of hardworking, red-blooded, tax-paying Americans, many of whom are veterans, police officers, firefighters, many of whom are electricians and truck drivers and plumbers, many of whom are construction workers, bricklayers, doctors, lawyers, whatever. That they're white supremacists, even when some of them aren't white. And democracy is at stake. The party that's trying to put the party opponent in prison. The party that's furious that the Supreme Court took up a major constitutional issue and didn't let Donald Trump go straight to the guillotines. The parties whose district attorneys are trying to interfere in a federal election and are, in fact, the party... Whose judges, whose judges are ruling that Donald Trump shall be removed from the ballot so Republicans don't have a candidate? Democrats in major cities who want illegal aliens to vote. Making it absolutely impossible to know who's supposed to vote and who isn't in federal elections. And we have these Republicans who aren't sure if they're going to endorse Trump and worse. And worse. I posted something and it says Biden already trying to steal the election. In addition to trying to imprison his political opponent, Joe Biden is doing a number of things to steal the election. One. Record annual salary increases for the fast federal bureaucracy. In other words, paying them off. Two, four hours of paid leave for federal bureaucrats to vote. Three, four hours of paid leave for federal bureaucrats to work the polls on election day. This is all your money. Four, half a billion dollars in student loan forgiveness with the Supreme Court ruled unconstitutional to buy the votes of millennials. Five, federal student worker program, also your money, will now encourage students to register voters for extra credit. This is all aimed at third demographic groups. Six, healthcare.gov enrollees will also receive voter registration emails. They're stealing the election right before our eyes. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional. You do wonder, don't you? I I share your frustration. People come up to me all the time. Mark, what are we going to do? You see, the world is turned inside out. That's the nature of propaganda. That's the nature of pseudo-events. That's the purpose. Our society is teetering. In many respects, we now do live in a post-constitutional republic. I've been talking about this at some length. But now we're going from a post constitutional republic and a softer type of tyranny to a more aggressive type of tyranny. And I want to get into that when we come back. If we don't understand the problem, we're never going to be able to overcome it, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold a 5-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now folks, 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900 8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional.
1: Mark Levin, the most passionate conservative on radio. Talk with him now at 877-381-3811. Biden's
0: on the border. I think we all know that by now and he came back the what border? goes to a town that barely has a problem, thanks to the state of Texas. I'll get to this in a moment. Another Potemkin event. Potemkin village is what the communists used to do. They would create these these phony sort of front villages, uh, mostly for the media outside the communist world, and create the impression that things were going well. And uh, so we call these Potemkin villages. I've been sort of repopularizing this phrase over the course of the last 10 years. And that's why I talk about a Potemkin courtroom when it comes to Donald Trump, a Potemkin law when it comes to Donald Trump. But I want to. Without getting too. um, What am I trying to say? Without getting too complicated about this, explain to you what's going on. You see what. Biden did on the border. You see what his press secretaries both say. You see what the media have been doing. They're all in lockstep. There is no difference between CNN, MSNBC, and the rest of the media, other than a handful of us and Fox, and what the Democrat Party policy positions are. Now, so we've talked about this over 20 years on this program, 10 books deep discussions that we've had. You're seeing in front of your eyes right now, unfortunately, what I perceived would be coming and is coming. And it's here, big time. I went through my books the other night, starting with Men in Black, Liberty and Tyranny, and up to The Democrat Party Hates America. There are common themes there over the course of the years that I've been writing these books, I've been on radio and TV now, pseudo-events. The media create events and then pass them along as news. They create self-serving events and pass them along as news. That's why you have people like Michael Steele, Joe Scarborough, Kingsinger, Cheney, these grifter, disgruntled former employees under Trump, that's why you have them constantly interviewed, constantly pushed out front by the Democrat Party state-run media because they serve a purpose. They interview them, they trash Trump, and then it goes down the pecking order of the media. This happened the other day with Mitt Romney. I'll never vote for Trump. So that was a big news story and wire services, newspapers, and yet all of that's known. None of that's new. So that's what we call a pseudo-event. As I wrote in Unfreedom of the Press, it's not an event, it's not news, it's a concoction. Then we have propaganda. The propaganda is that crime, violent crime is actually way down Inflation's actually way down. Your lives couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. And if there's a problem, it's you, it's Trump, it's the Republicans, and so forth and so on. Propaganda. The border is secure. They've told you the border's been secure for three years, it's operationally secure. Now it's not secure, and it's Trump's fault and the fault of the Republicans for not agreeing to a bill that would have done absolutely nothing to secure it. A Potemkin bill. Propaganda. You repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, and repeat it. It's the big lie. Then you have censorship. We saw this in social media. But you see it more than that. You have Peter Schweitzer who comes out with this killer book, Exposing communist China and how it's bought and paid for politicians, think tanks, other institutions. He's not invited on 98% of the press that's out there. Even some conservative platforms and hosts. For their own personal pathetic reasons. Don't put the guy on TV or radio. Despite the huge importance of the material they have. And what it's doing to the country. Censorship. Censorship. You can see all this in play with the Hunter Biden laptop. You can see all this in play with obviously Joe Biden didn't know anything that was going on. Had no role in it. His brother's getting rich. His sister-in-law's getting rich. His son is getting rich. Tens of millions of dollars playing off his name. A health care company that went broke. You have front corporations. You have the Treasury Department red-tagging over 150 transactions from Hunter Biden and others. There's Biden in photos with Hunter's partners, playing golf, and meetings, and so forth and so on. But obviously Biden has no role and doesn't know anything. This is propaganda. This is censorship. And it's a lie. Stop the impeachment of Mayorkas. After all, it's just a policy disagreement that the man has contributed as a cabinet secretary, sworn to uphold the Constitution, subject to impeachment and removal. No, no, no. That's all bogus. This is a policy issue. The Republicans are rabid. They're just out to get the guy. The fact that he lies over and over to Congress, the fact that he lies over and over to the American people, to the media themselves, The fact that we have slavery in this country like we've never had since the end of the Civil War. Fentanyl killing 100,000 Americans a year. Venezuela gangs now in the United States. People being murdered in the United States. No, 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 you don't understand. Violent crime is down. The border is secure and if it's not secure, it's Trump's fault. Well, that's the definition of a totalitarian effort to control the agenda language manipulation. It's constant. The federal government is imposing it on its employees, the State Department, just the latest, the Defense Department. Language manipulation. You're not allowed to acknowledge biology. There are no women, there are no wan- women. Uh, Men, unless, of course, it's the first woman to do X, Y, Z. Then we acknowledge her genitalia. Otherwise, we don't. So you want to destroy the distinction between men and women. Why? You want to destroy the nuclear family. That's why. Marx would be proud. Language manipulation, thought manipulation. Donald Trump is Hitler. The Supreme Court is loaded with Donald Trump's Hitlerian supporters. Clarence Thomas is corrupt. Sam Alito is corrupt. Sotomayor is a hero. Yet she really is corrupt. But that for another day, as I've repeated in the past, language manipulation, thought manipulation, it's going on in our classrooms every day to attack our founding, to attack the great men the great men who established this country. They're all no good. They're slavers, you see. Well, what about Joe Biden? He's a slaver. No, 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 the border's secure. Trump is Hitler. But wait a minute. It's Biden who has the race is past passed, the segregation has passed. It was Biden who opposed the integration of public schools and said he didn't want his kids going to a jungle. It's Biden who exchanged love letters. With Eastland and Stennis and Wallace. It's Biden who was praised by all those men and praised them, who was praised by Robert Byrd and praised him. No, 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 you don't understand. It's Donald Trump and Charlottesville. Thought manipulation. And then values manipulation. Not equality, we need equity. What's equity? It's the iron fist of the government destroying free will, private property rights, your soul, your belief system, value manipulation. Don't listen to your faith about marriage. Don't listen to your faith about anything. Your values should come from the government. Truth is what the government says it is. More particularly, truth is what the Democrat Party says it is. It's what the regime says it is. And repetition. Of what the regime says is the truth. About everything and anything. Climate change. Climate change is Marxism socialism. Control the air, control the water, you control the person. And then they do one other thing. There are devils and there are angels. There's Hitler, then there's Mahatma Gandhi. So for the Democrat Party, their media, their regime, they're the angels. They're Mahatma Gandhi. The rest of you are Hitlerian. You hear Bob Costas, something wrong with you. Your minds, you're just a toxic cauldron of poison. You're the devil. You're Christian nationalists. You Jewish Zionists. You American patriots. You white Christian straight men. You're the devil. The founders of this, they're the devil. The people wrote the Constitution intended to enshrine the white dominant power. I'm not making this up. It's in every damn one of these leftist books that are being taught to your children. and the media promote them while censoring any contrary point of view that's what's going on in the country today so the man they want to put behind bars violate his due process his attorney-client privilege violated all issues of immunity destroyed executive privilege destroyed using statutes that have never been used before and going back to the Klan act the enron act going into the Fraud Act that doesn't require fraud, the RICO statute uh, by two uh, by two reprobates in Georgia, on and on and on, it doesn't matter. He's Hitler and must go to prison. Must go to prison, must clear the field for Joe Biden. They don't care that Joe Biden has the mind of a kumquat. It doesn't matter. They want control of the government. It's more than Biden, they have their cabinet... They have their advisors who are not on the radar, who who work in the shadows. This government right now, this is the sad part. This government operates on autopilot. And it only moves in one direction. In one direction. The Republicans who don't stand up to this are Benedict Arnold's. Because they too wrap themselves, you see, in self-righteous pats on the back. They're going to save the country from you, you toxic cauldron of reprobates. They're going to save the country from you. I've posted things on social media. I hope you'll check. Joe Biden has met a man in Bibi Netanyahu who he cannot break. He can't buy him off. He's doing everything he can to destroy his character, to destroy his support, both in Israel and in the United States and the rest of the world. Because he's the commander-in-chief of the Israeli armed forces, trying to defeat Hamas, protect themselves from Hezbollah. He can't break them. He wants to break them. He wants to destroy them. Because Netanyahu, like Trump, who he wants to imprison... He believes is standing in the way of his re-election. You see more and more stories. You see subhuman throwbacks like James Carville saying he can't lose his election because of Netanyahu. Can't lose his election because of Trump. Can't have a fair count, so we need the federal government and taxpayer funds to come up with one scheme after another to get people to vote for Joe Biden. We need to scare the hell out of the people. Keep referring to Hitler, toxic cauldrons, MAGA, the new Nazis. And yet the people who defended the Nazis were the media in the United States, including the New York Times. The people who supported the Nazis were... Colleges and universities and their professors, and some of their students, just as they support the modern day Nazis, Hamas and Iran. And many of Biden's voters, I'll say because nobody else will are neo Nazis who support the elimination of the state of Israel. I'll be right back. Mark Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks, 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000, 800 900 Eight thousand. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional. The Democrat Party seeks to change the American people from a free-thinking, engaged, independent, curious, industrial people to a people who are dispirited, silent, subsidized, inattentive, and compliant. They seek to change the citizenry as a whole, literally, through open borders and the migration of not just millions, but tens of millions of foreigners, all of whom come here illegally, over the border. That's what I'm talking about, not those who go through the process. And all of whom will thank the Democrat Party, and Joe Biden. In this pursuit, language and thought control are essential. Should the Democrat Party succeed as it is, there will likely exist the patina of a free and vibrant people living under democratic conditions and voting in regular election cycles. But that's what it is, a patina. A Potemkin republic. It will be a grand deception, because in truth, the Democrat Party will oversee an omnipresent, despotic government that will rule in matters large and minute, whether it's your ceiling fans, whether it's the brainwashing of your children, whether it's destroying your neighborhoods and your communities. And the evidence of this is all around us. No need for speculation or predictions. That's from The Democrat Party Hates America, Chapter 4. It's all right there. It's exactly what's taking place. While all the institutions are under attack, while all the traditions and customs are under attack, while our faiths are under attack, while the voting system, in many respects, has become the plaything of the Democrat Party. And in any respect, if you challenge it, you will be punished. Either with a scarlet letter, knock on the door, the loss of a law license, in the case of Donald Trump, the threat of imprisonment. I'll be right back. Maybe sometimes it gets lost in the static and the fog. When you're a party committed to destruction of the traditions, the customs, people's faith, our economic system, our border, you're a party that's not attacking America as a concept. You're attacking Americans, American citizens. The Democrat Party hates you. I don't care if you're black in the south side of Chicago. I don't care if you're black, you're in the Bronx, black in North Philly, black Watts. I don't care if you're white in rural America. I don't care if you're Hispanic a Hispanic American citizen living on the border. You are a problem for the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has spent a hundred years playing the race card. It switches sides, but it always plays the race card. The Democrat Party has perfected propaganda You know who said that he learned about propaganda from the Americans, that is, the Democrat Party? Hitler. He also said he learned about eugenics from the Democrat Party. It's in my books. It's undeniable. It's unequivocal. That's what abortion on demand, to me, seems to be. Some communities have a disproportionate number of abortions than others. And the Democrats want those people to have more abortions. It's not good enough that abortions have gone up after Dobbs. They're running. More abortions. We want more abortions. Think about how sick that is. All right. I don't want to be sidetracked here. The border is open because the Democrat Party hates you, Mr. and Mrs. America. I want you to think about something. The federal bureaucracy, the Commerce Department, through the census, counts every person in America for the purposes of allocating congressional seats. So we talk about illegals voting. And this is a huge problem because many of our major metropolitan areas are actually either moving in that direction or moved in that direction, and that has an impact on national elections because we don't have security in place, guardrails in place to prevent it. And if you claim it, some clown judge will say, well, prove it, which, of course, is almost an impossibility since you don't have access to the voting system or the process. So you're supposed to prove a negative. And then they say, see, no court supports anything you're saying. But it's more than that. The intentional importation of tens of millions of people from all over the world who speak different languages, have different cultures, have completely different histories and backgrounds, while at the same time you're destroying the process of assimilation, that is, the Declaration, the Constitution, American history, American patriotism, and traditions, then there's nothing to assimilate into. So assimilation is being destroyed by the war on assimilation. That is the war on Americanism. And it's being destroyed by sheer numbers. Cloward and pivot. Overwhelm the system. People are coming into this country. They're handed welfare benefits. And nothing is expected of them. Nothing is expected of them in return. Zero. Criminals are coming into the country. Sex offenders are coming into the country. Well, how many? Isn't it interesting? We're not keeping count very well. The who does this to their own country. The Democrat Party does. Why? It's a revolution. That's why. It's a revolution without, without a battle. And the whole system now is being rigged for them. More congressional seats. More congressional seats for Democrats if they sit still, leave the border open, and do nothing. Because the census is going to count them for purposes of assigning congressional seats. So the cities will get more congressional seats, and there will be more Democrats. We'll go through the voting system, you and I and the rest of the country and yet see how they rig it. The Democrats only support votes if they win. When Donald Trump actually won, and he won the Electoral College, they spent their entire time trying to destroy him as presidency in a coup effort to impeachments and a criminal investigation. Now they just want to put him in prison to stop him right up front. I pray to God the Supreme Court's paying attention, but I don't trust half of them. So when the border is open like it is today, let me put it to you this way. Karl Marx, who, by the way, was a white man, just just so you know. But he's a white man who the Democrats like. Just like Biden is a translucent man that the Democrats like. So they don't, the Democrats hate all white people, just certain white people. Just like they don't hate all black people, just certain black people. They don't hate all Hispanics, just certain Hispanics. They don't hate all Asians. Actually, they do hate most Asians. But let me go on. So the whole purpose is to upend the entire system. Karl Marx in the Communist Manifesto, when you read it, it's really a barely literate, rambling tirade. He talks about the need to destroy the family and he attacks the family. He attacks the nuclear family because they're promoting a social agenda that interferes with and usurps the grander agenda. You can't have these families going off and doing what they want. He attacks religion faith particularly christianity you hear that today don't you but he says among other things he says look the bourgeoisie the capitalists they're going to resist they're not going to surrender their way of life. They're not going to surrender their property. They're not going to surrender their holdings easily. They're just not. And the supporters of the bourgeoisie, that is, those who don't go along with the Marxist ideology and, and, and uh, revolution, are no better. In fact, in many ways, they're worse. And so he says in the Communist Manifesto, I'm putting it in English here, there may be a period of despotism. There may be a period of violence. There may be a period of bloodshed. That's the price that has to be paid to reach the Marxist utopia. And so be it. You see what Mao has done. You see what G is doing. You see what Un has done and what his father and grandfather did. You see what Lenin did. You see what Stalin did. You see what Castro did. That period of despotism never ends. Never ends. Because these despots are not interested. They're not interested in utopia. They're interested in control and power for themselves and wealth for themselves. That's what they're interested in. But they wrap it in a populist cause. In so many respects, you can see the parallels with the Democrat Party. When they talk about people voting in Michigan and elsewhere, uncommitted, they're talking about Rashida Talib, who used to talk about the river to the sea, who wants the obliteration of the Jews, who literally supports the Holocaust against the Jews. And yet that individual is leading the effort in Dearborn and elsewhere to vote uncommitted in the Democrat party CNN won't tell you the Washington Post the New York Times and we don't expect them to tell us they're in on it they're in on it they're part of it the democrat party is a party that is now effectively controlled not by the general democrat population not by hard working americans Patriotic Americans, they have a history of being Democrats, they're Democrats for a thousand different reasons. That's not who controls the Democrat Party. It's the Marxists and the Islamists. They wake up every day trying to figure out how to destroy America. Every single day. And they have voice in the media and look at most of these media figures, regardless of their age, regardless of their race, it's CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, Washington Post, they reinforce each other's idiocy. They reinforce each other's radicalism. These are basically barely pubescent college students or graduate students who've never really grown up. Who've not experienced much of the real world. Who are there to fight the system. They are the system. They are the system. And they're destroying. Our protections in the Bill of Rights. Whether it's the First Amendment. Second Amendment. Fourth, Fifth Amendment. You name it. They're destroying them. They have one objective now. To elect Democrats. To destroy Trump. And any. Any serious or effective opposition to what's taking place in this country. And we have a newspaper like the New York Times which is considered the platinum standard of media and it is because they all suck which had a correspondent in Berlin during the Third Reich who tried to protect the Third Reich so he wouldn't lose his platform when you have a newspaper like the New York Times with self-hating Jews who ran it, who covered up the Holocaust, as you have so many self-hating Jews, and by the way, others, Islamists in the media today, who forgot all about October 7th, and now it's just about Israel, 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 while Iran is getting away with murder, while Iran's going to have a nuclear weapon, you're going to wake up one morning and go, holy crap, how did that happen? Because I'm the only one talking about it. Why? Why am I the only one? Where the hell is everybody? Caught up in their own little crap. But that's what's going on. It's an evil party, the Democrat Party. It's not a normal Western political party. It's been taken over. It's been devoured. It's never been a moral, humane party. Pre-slavery, slavery, segregation, and now. But now, it is in fact the headquarters of these Marxist and Islamist movements, and you see it. And they're using a man who is truly demented, truly mentally handicapped as the vessel through which they're pushing their agenda. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost a $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. The Democrat Party has made a decision between good and evil. The leaders of the Democrat Party, not Democrats, the leaders of the Democrat Party have chosen evil. They are now openly supporting Islamists who want the obliteration of the state of Israel and the Jews because that's what that means. They're openly supporting Rashida Talib, a Hitlerian, over Israel. And they're now talking like the Islamists. They're using the Islamist language. They're using the Islamist figures. And the latest is the Secretary of Defense, who cannot even defend his own conduct. You're going to want to hear this. I'll be right back. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free, brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. And start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Love him,
1: or hate him, or really, really hate him. The Great One is on the air at 877-381-3811.
0: Nothing to hate here. Lloyd Aust- Austin at a hearing today uh, about hospitalization. Uh, Ro Khanna asks him a question. Ro Khanna likes to pretend he's some kind of moderate. Uh, But she has to prove that to me. Listen to this. It goes very quickly. Ten seconds. Cut one. Go.
2: Mr. Secretary, about how many Palestinian women and children have been killed by Israel since October 7th? It's over
1: 25,000.
0: Well, it's over 25,000 where did he get that number from any follow up from Roy excuse me Ro Khanna any follow up from Roy Khanna no there it sits for all to hear well over Reuters Pentagon, Austin cites Hamas casualty numbers. But doesn't stand by them. Is there a reason, Mr. Connor, why you didn't follow up and ask him where that data comes from? Is there a reason for that? You had to know some of us would, like me. I knew right from the top that was a lie. And I knew exactly where he got those numbers from. And Joe Biden did the same thing when he was standing next to the genocidal inbred, known as the King of Jordan. He did the same thing. You got your numbers from the Nazis. Now why would you use the numbers from the Nazis? Why would you do that? So the numbers being thrown around by Talib. So the numbers being thrown around by the people who are urging their community, quote unquote, The vote for no choice. The congressional hearing, as you heard, Austin was asked how many Palestinian women and children have been killed by Israel. By Israel. He said it's over 25,000. Despite citing Hamas's casualty numbers at a congressional hearing on Thursday, the Pentagon clarified to the Jerusalem Post, the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin does not stand by those numbers per se. Oh, he doesn't stand by those numbers per se, no. During the hearing, Austin said more than 25,000 women and children have been killed by Israel since October 7, adding that Israel can and do, should do more to protect civilians. Hamas has said the IDF has only killed 6,000 of its forces. Israel says they've kicked, killed between fifteen and 20,000 of the 50,000 terrorist population. For Austin to say the IDF has killed 25,000 civilians would then have seemed to suggest he was accepting Hamas's numbers over Israel's, which he is. The administration, starting with Biden and then Blinken and now Austin and Sullivan and the rest, are using the Hamas Nazi numbers. Why are they doing that? Because, ladies and gentlemen, as was pointed out some time ago, a tablet, a magazine, a fantastic magazine, Iran caused October 7th, Joe Biden paid for it. Iran caused October 7th, Joe Biden paid for it, he's still paying for it. He's still paying the terrorists, directly and indirectly, even though they've now killed three American citizens. And have created scores of casualties for our soldiers. The Democrat Party now is firmly in the camp of the Islamist neo-Nazi terrorists. Let's be honest, they're firmly in the camp of the Islamic Nazi Tehran regime in Iran the Democrat Party is now firmly a special pleader for Hamas and Hezbollah, as well as the PLO and the Palestinian terrorists. And it's going to the UN with a proposed resolution that it is asking China, which has 2.5 million Muslims in concentration camps, and is asking Russia who slaughtered tens of thousands of Ukrainians, not to mention Chechnyans, to vote with the United States on a United States-proposed ceasefire that does not condemn Hamas, that does not mention October 7th, that does not condemn or mention Iran. Hat tip, David Milstein. And you can see what he wrote on my social sites. I am saying to America, almost 90% of Americans who support Israel against the terrorists, the same damn terrorists who've attacked this country on 9-11 and will attack us again and again and again because what's happening in the Middle East, you don't have to believe me, read what Hamas says, read their mission statement, is a new Muslim crusade to be more specific it's an Islamist crusade because they slaughter Muslims along the way decent human beings who don't throw in with them they slaughter them as I've said a hundred times before Islamophobia exists it exists in the Middle East as Muslims kill Muslims I have a question Faro Khan. How many women and children has Iran murdered? Hmm? How many women and children has Syria murdered? How many women and children has Jordan murdered? How many women and children has Egypt murdered? How many women and children has the PLO murdered? How many women and children has Hamas and Hezbollah murdered? You didn't ask those questions. Roe, Why is it, Roe? Why didn't you ask those questions, Roe? Because you're a fraud and a phony. That's why, Roe. And so the United States is teaming up. We're part of the axis of evil. with the two biggest partners, China and Russia, the other two being Iran and North Korea, they're teaming up with Russia and China to condemn Israel. While Biden continues to fund terrorism in the Middle East, continues to fund Hamas, Hezbollah, the PLO, the Houthis, and Iran. And he goes to the UN. River to the sea. Pat Fallon, Republican from Texas a good guy I met him some time ago represents Fort Worth that area and he is Lloyd Austin he's up there as a witness of course cut to Mr. Producer go
3: and then I just a little uh, walk through history here last couple of administrations Uh, Vladimir Putin a lot of my colleagues have talked about Ukraine in 2008 Vladimir Putin stole uh, a province from Georgia and it was under George W. Bush's watch. And then 2014, he stole all of Crimea under uh, Barack Obama's watch. And then a Russian-supported insurgency in eastern Ukraine kicked off as well. And then, uh, Mr. Secretary, President of the United States from 2017 to 2021 was? Do you are aware who that was? 2013? Uh, 17 to 21. Who was the president of the United States? Guy Sharp. And
0: this Biden rubs off on his cabinet. Go ahead.
3: It was uh, President Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. Did were there any new did Vladimir Putin embark on any new foreign adventures in those four years? Uh, he didn't. Uh, but okay. uh, thank you. And then uh, and then February 2022, what happened? You know, he certainly I mean, that's when he attacked uh, Ukraine and full scale invasion. Almost 200,000 regular Russian troops. So I think that if we were more concerned with our military uh, projecting power and not worried about personal pronouns, it would be better for the American people and, quite frankly, the free
0: world. Very well done. But then, of course, the Democrat Party, which supports Marxism and Islamism and is a Marxism and Islamism, which hates the American people, which is why the border is wide open, which seeks power at any cost and all costs, well, they were defending their man, Austin. I want you to hear from another anti-semi-racist bigot in the Democrat Party. There's a candidate running against her in the Democrat primary, and hopefully he will defeat her. She's also apparently corrupt. Her name is Cori Bush. She's a complete head case, which, of course, is why the Democrats love her. And I've told you before, these attacks on Bibi Netanyahu from the Democrat Party, from Tom Friedman, from their ilk, it's really an excuse to say anything they want about the state of Israel and the Jews. Anything they want. If it wasn't for Bibi Netanyahu, I don't believe Israel would be surviving any of this. Because if you have a Lapid, who's a leftist, who's way over his head, he was a former TV face, a host, or Bennett, who's a chameleon who will take two sides of the same issue if he can be prime minister, Or any of the woke generals and woke intelligence chiefs in Israel. Or the lousy, rotten media in Israel, like our lousy, rotten media for the most part. They're also trying to put Netanyahu in prison, by the way, because that's the new thing. He's got all that hanging over his head while he's the commander-in-chief. Israel would have already buckled under the party opposite. Israel would have agreed to a two-state solution. Israel would have agreed to a ceasefire, which is surrender. Israel would have agreed to a future where its people continue to be terrorized, slaughtered, and the recipients of missiles made in Iran with our money. He's put his foot down. He said, no, we're not doing that. And so Biden's trying to destroy him and the state of Israel because Biden wants what he wants, whether it's a vanilla ice cream, or the destruction of Israel. He needs two states. He wants to be considered a peacemaker. He wants to carry that into the election. So he and his party are now targeting Netanyahu, who is the Churchill of his time. But listen to this Cory Bush, cut four go.
4: How many Palestinian deaths must our country be complicit in killing before the violence ends? How many Palestinian children must die before we stop bear-hugging Netanyahu's extremist far-right government with our taxpayer-sponsored
5: You know what, lady?
0: You know, you, you, you know what, lady? Why don't you go over there and have a chat? Over in Gaza with Hamas. You're tough. You have got a big mouth here in the United States. Why don't you go over there and have a chat? In fact, why don't you take all the stooges? What do they call themselves, Mr. Producer? The squad. The squad go over there. Why don't you all go over there and say hi to your friends and see how you're treated? Psh, pathetic, sickening joke. It looks like you might be a crook on top of all the rest. Imagine that. Uh, we've got a lot more. I'll be right back. Mark lovin'. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone, and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com/levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Must be a slow news day, Mister Producer, on the TV and elsewhere with these women swinging backs at each other. One of them's naked. I just see it over and over again on cable. Have you seen this? I mean, if you're going to do it, why have the fuzzy, you know, sort of the blocking of the parts that some people want to see? Do you know what I'm saying? Censorship, for God's sakes. You might say to yourself, Mark, this is all so depressing. Look, you have to live your lives. You have to keep your, your psyche about you. So you can't, you can't deal with this day in and day out like I have to. So you can take a break from it. But the point is, you can't take a long break from it because it'll only get worse. And the question I get all the time is, Mark, what can we do? And what do I say? The issue isn't what can we do. The issue is what are you going to do in any way, in your own role? I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount.
1: now broadcasting from the underground command post deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building we've once again made contact with our leader mark levin
0: hello america mark levin here our number eight seven seven three two one who cares right now We have the former speaker of the house with us kevin mccarthy how are you sir good, sir. How have you been? Let me look. I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, I wanted to bring you on. There's a lot going on here. And you have a wealth of knowledge that I want to tap here. First of all, Biden talks about this bipartisan bill. It was really bipartisan. One of the guys involved in writing at McConnell wound up voting against it. It would have done absolutely nothing but give him political cover. But when, we, when you were Speaker, you oversaw the negotiation with the Freedom Caucus and others, not only budget matters, but HR2, which would have been the most uh, aggressive protection of our border, I think, in modern American history, no?
2: You're 100% correct. And you've got, you know, we spent a lot of time, and a lot of people worked on this. We would, we were in committee, we had two different committees, Jim Jordan's judiciary, we had Homeland, and you know there's differences, and people have a lot of different beliefs. But we spent a couple months in my office, members on all sides, small majority, and it is the most conservative bill you're ever going to see pass in the House for border security. We need it more now than ever. Even when we had a 30-seat majority, we couldn't pass this bill. But people sat down and they legislated. And you know what's so exciting? I, I read something today where Fetterman said that he thinks that there is a place that maybe we could pass H.R. 2 in the Senate for Ukraine funding. Mm -hmm. I don't know where Fetterman went for work, but I want to send a lot of senators there. This guy is strong for Israel. He's changed since he came back. Mm -hmm. But literally, America's woken up. It doesn't matter what state you're in. Massachusetts has no Republican representative in Congress, and they have a state of emergency by their governor um, because of the southern border. Everybody Mm -hmm. sees it. And there was no greater contrast than seeing President Biden, and President Trump today. It just fun of it. I've been, I believe I've been with President Trump to the border more times than President Biden's ever been to the border in the last 50 years.
5: Mm
2: -hmm. You know, he doesn't have to be introduced to people, but there's something interesting, Mark, that people need to know. When I sat to negotiate the fiscal responsibility act and other items at the white house, Mm -hmm. the one thing I learned is you can't negotiate with president Biden. He reads a card, and when you disrupt him from the card, he can't talk about anything else. That's frightening. It's the card or nothing. It is. I'm like, I walk. So, did you like grab his cards and hand
0: him new cards so he would support your position?
2: He sat one time with the four leaders, and he starts to talk to us. It's right after we had won the majority, not sworn in, and he starts pontificating something January. I said. Nobody in here had anything to do with that. And he gets startled. He goes, oh. And he like, closed his book. Couldn't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's
0: unbelievable. But this HR2, which was historic, and as you say, it took a lot of work. He got it through. Uh, it's a significant bill. I've gone through it. It's got to be an inch, inch and a half thick. It's got all these protections, no outs, no phoniness nope. like this other thing. that And what happened? You passed it and went to the Senate. What did McConnell do? What did Schumer do? What happened to that?
2: Schumer has done nothing on it. Now we've got Republican support in in the Senate, but Sh- you know you got to have Schumer has the power. And the thing mm-hmm. you've got to realize: this is a difference in the contrast in bills. You can write a really strong bill, but if you give the president flexibility that you know he could override everything, nothing's going to happen. I'll I give you a case in point: the Supreme Court had told President Biden that he can't just go out and forgive all these student loans. That That is unconstitutional. And what's he doing now? He's trying to find a way around it, even when the court threw out what he had done. And now what they're doing? They got the, the vice president now wants to use taxpayers' money to pay college students to register to vote to try to say, oh, we forgave your loan, too. Here, vote for us. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: And, and he's doing like, that, he, and, and uh, Kevin, he's, he's given the bureaucrats the biggest increase in 40 years. He's paying off the student loans they are now using the student worker subsidized federal program that you'll get credit if you register people. They're going right through yeah. the system. They're, they're going after their base. They're going after their dem- demographics, and they're doing it on our dollar, and nobody's stopping them.
2: Hard-working taxpayers are so you've got a person I've, I've got great friends, right? Person works on my car, works hard, makes a good living, but he's got to pay for somebody's college. that went and went to law school. I, I don't, I don't see how that's right. It's their whole philosophy that you subsidize an electric car, a Tesla, where someone's making $200,000, but I'm making $50,000. You're going to take my hard earned tax to give it to them. It's not right. And if you go back and you look at that H.R. 2, it does the exact things that need the border. Remain in Mexico, reforms asylum, right? Secures the border, stops the fentanyl that's killing our youth every single day, the number one killer of it. And this president says he can't do anything. Well, you know what he can do? He should call in the Senate to bring up H.R. 2. Put it on the floor and vote on it. Because you know what? If they vote it down, we could take it to every single place. And I promise you, places in New York will win
0: hmm. Interesting. I have that on my my studio TV studio desk, that bill, which I have printed out. And I'm going to talk about this on Sunday doing exactly that. And I'm going to wave it around and say you've had this <laughs> since May of last year and you haven't done yeah. a damn thing with this thing. And uh, yeah. Now, let me ask you a couple more questions. You say you've met with Biden several times, well, a few times because he didn't want to meet that often. He's really not. Yeah, worthy tried with to avoid his, for a long time. What, but you know, but he's really not you know with what? it, is he?
2: No, I've been to the Oval Office in four, four different presidents. And you, when you go, you've been there, you worked it. Yes, it's hustling, it's bustling. Things are happening in Biden's Oval Office. Nothing's happening. It's quiet. There's nobody moving around. And when you go in to see him, it's the first thing he asks is if you want cookies, right? And then he talks from the cards of where he's going to go. You can't change the basis of where it is. Um, there's a cup I've had even this week, I've had a foreign leader of another country call me about the capacity of this president, uh-huh. you know? I mean, it's, it, it affects our standing. I was telling, I was meeting with President Trump a little while back. I said, what, what you need to do, ignore Nikki Haley. You, you have this. You're going to be the nominee. What you should do is every single day, bring up an issue that Biden has to answer. Ask to have five debates, right? Have one just on the border. Have one on the economy. Have one on foreign policy. Just walk through it. And you know what? Have the debate at night so everybody in the country can watch. And you know what you have to do? Make them walk down the, the that, down this aisle to, to the podium, you both together. Now, that assumes Biden's shows.
0: going to agree to it. You know, Biden is a... Uh, he never will. He, he's a veal calf. He's never going to come out of the cage and do that.
2: He can't. Because he can't debate at night, he can't walk to the stage, he can't he can't stand up to President Trump's policies, he knows he'll lose there, but fundamentally America needs that. This is mm-hmm. something, you, you are so great about educating your listeners, but remember what happened. October 7th, the horrendous attack on Israel by the terrorist group of Hamas, just massacring innocent people, taking babies as hostages, right? This is... This will go down in history big as 9-11, okay? What did our president do? He pretty much didn't say a word. I had lost the position of speaker. I went out and did a press conference because what, what, you can't just sit there and ignore it, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, what I did, I went out and laid out five things we should do. The president, the leader of the free world, what did he do? He put a lid on it. You cannot be president of the United States when the world is burning and put a lid on it. Because that empowers Russia, that empowers Iran, that empowers China, and the rest of the world now. I say, what is happening?
0: But look what he's doing now.
2: He's literally
0: bowing to the Islamists in his party, the Talib people in his party, who are demanding the obliteration of
2: Israel. What's that?
0: He apologized,
2: that. To him that yeah. he apologized to them. He apologized to them. Why do you apologize? They're mm. unbelievable. Hamas goes and kills innocent people. They are a terrorist organization. They would not have done that had he embraced the Abraham Accords the day he took office. They would not have done that if he would have held in the sanctions against Iran. Iran was only producing four hundred thousand barrels a day. They're now producing three million. They're getting billions of dollars. Their their currency. Their reserves, they have $70 billion now. It was about $4 billion when he came into office. These are all his actions, just like the border. Why is the border not secure? Why is the Middle East up in arms? Why do we have war? Why do we have five embassies that had to evacuate? Based upon his decisions in Afghanistan, based upon every foreign policy decision, Gates was right. He has been wrong. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Let me ask you a question, not to put you on the spot, but you know how to do this. Anybody you're leaning towards for Donald Trump to choose as a running mate or any group of people?
2: You know, I think there's a lot of good group of people. The first thing I tell the president, OK, the person has to understand the Constitution. It's got to be an addition, not subtraction. And they've got to be able to fulfill the job if anything happens in between. But mm-hmm. I don't just look at the vice president. I think the entire cabinet, because the one thing that happens, I believe in you, you ever read the book, uh, David and Goliath, the 10,000 hours, of course. you know it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Look how much better you are, right? Each book is even better that I read of yours. Your radio Thank shows, you. your TV show, your TV show is so good. They put you on twice in one week, right? <laughs> yeah, thanks I mean, a lot. That yeah. Is your hard work. But yeah, but think about the president Trump on day one. He's going to be so much stronger and better than he was on the first day when he went in the last time because he point. knows what these people have done to him. He knows what's going to happen. But this guy works 24-7, but mm-hmm. he's not going to want to slow down. He needs a team of people who also know that. So let's not put rookies trying to learn what to do. We, and I also believe in good to great, getting the right people on the bus, right? It's just like one, one team could have a lot of all-stars, but they don't succeed. They've got to work together. I don't want this infighting. I don't want this jealousy between each other. We've got four years to turn this around. you got to do the FBI. You, you've, got to, you've got to get government working for the people. We've got to get our border secure. We've got to get our budget under control. We've got to get a military strong in there. Uh, I mean, there is not any time to waste. Every day you've got to wake up with that mission. It's not about you riding in a parade. It's about you representing the people.
0: Well, you sound great. You sound great. How's your family doing? What sort of things are you thinking about these days?
2: Well, everybody's good. I'm just just—I'm out. I want to grow the majority. And, you know, there's some good news out there. Mm-hmm. The Democrats were trying to redistrict New York. Hakeem, the Democratic leader, he wanted to go in and wipe out. Remember, we gained five seats in New York and five in California when I was leader. We gained in Oregon, places you haven't thought of. Well, I think there's new redistricting. The Democrats failed it's going to be easier for Republicans to pick up seats in the next election in the house than it was the last two sections. And so, you know, I helped a lot of people get there. I want them to keep them. I want it to grow. I recruited a lot of people. So I'm still doing a lot of focus on that. I'm going out, giving some speeches and talking. I'm thinking about writing a book. I'm reading a lot of your books. So I make sure I do it right. Um, and I'm going to continue to serve in any way I can.
0: Oh, very good. We can't wait to have you on when that book is done. And I want to thank you. I know you, uh, you know, on this program, we supported your efforts. We knew about H.R. 2. We knew that you and the others had worked out the most conservative short-term continuing resolution in my lifetime. And same with H.R. 2 on the border. And oddly enough... That's what caused your enemies to go after you. I still don't get it. I still don't understand it.
2: Well, listen, Mark, the whole reason why it wasn't about politics, it's one member his personal problems thinking I wanted to stop an ethics complaint. I won't get involved in that. I don't play games. Ethics, you're not involved in right? And it ca- it came before Matt Gates four years ago, something he's done personally with an underage woman, and he wanted he'd do anything to try to stop that. My focus on Mexico, we passed HR two, we passed HR one to make us energy independent. Our Fiscal Responsibility Act, the congressional budget just came out, it even cut more money. Two point six trillion. Welfare reform, NEPA reform, parents Bill of Rights. I'm proud of all that we've been able to do and I'm just gonna keep building on that.
0: Did you work well with McConnell? He strikes me as a very difficult, stubborn person. Who I've never cared for you know, but
2: what about I, you? Did you work you with him? The yeah. job is tough. Yes, I worked with him. And look, you, I know you have differences with him, but the one thing I will tell you, you look at the Supreme Court, we would not have the Supreme Court we had today if McConnell didn't show that leadership.
0: Or the debt, or the open border, or God knows how many other things, too.
2: Well, the Senate's <laughs> tough. The Senate's tough. But I, I worked with him. We would agree and disagree on some things, but he—he, he, I'm telling you what, when we did the Fiscal Responsibility Act, I didn't have a better person standing next to me fighting. He could have undercut me. He never did. never did. Mm-hmm.
0: And All right, so, sir. Uh,
2: that, that was good. All right. All right. You call so him as you I, I see appreciated him. I appreciate you. You call right, him as you friend. see him. That's
0: what I like. All right. God bless you, brother. <laughs> Take care of yourself.
2: Okay. Take care.
0: All from. right. He sounds great, doesn't he, Mr. Producer? Sounds happy. (laughs) Sounds like he's not involved in this crap anymore, I guess. But here's the thing, folks. He did succeed in uniting that party for a good period of time until, again, Gates lit the fuse and has caused enormous problems as a result of that ever since. That HR2 and that CR... That he and the Freedom Caucus came up with, our buddy Byron Donalds, Chip Roy, were crucial pieces of legislation. He was pushed out. The Senate didn't take it up. And here's where we are today. That's the bottom line. I don't care what all these other talk show hosts and all these other pretenders and posers said. I call them as I see them. It's that simple. I'll be right back. Mark
1: Lubin.
0: Let me come back, folks, because it's a short segment. While well, Hunter Biden admits and puts his father under oath on a speakerphone. Invited him to meetings, to meals, involving his business partners, involving communications and discussions. But he denies his daddy had any involvement whatsoever. So we are to believe that for years and years, even when Joe Biden had his wits, which is almost never, but you get my point, that he just sat there like a, like a dummy, was listening in on the meetings, maybe even talking, listening in on the phone calls, and he didn't have the foggiest idea that his son was using him or his name to enrich the Biden family. And, of course, for the Attorney General of the Department of Justice, Meritless Garland, none of this warrants a special counsel who would be required to put Joe Biden under oath. And I notice when the Democrats come out of these hearings, they say, Nothing has demonstrated that Joe Biden has had any connection with any of this. There should be no more investigations. Shouldn't they be saying, Joe Biden is so clean, we're calling on the Attorney General, appoint a special counsel, have a grand jury, take depositions, have document requests, put Joe Biden under oath. We will prove to you how clean he is. You know why? Because he's a crook. That's why they don't want it. I'll be right back. Mark
1: with him. The thunder on the right. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Well,
0: I was asked, and I said yes, to join Fox and Friends tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can figure it out your own times. Very early out west but I'll be on Fox and Friends good people there, I look forward to it honestly, because I have two shows and I have Blaze and I have Radio more and more I'm kind of saying no, but um, the folks at Fox and Friends are very hospitable and uh, who knows, we'll see I've been asked to do other shows we'll start doing some other shows perhaps look forward to it All right, let me fix something The Supreme Court said, yes, we want to take up this issue of post-presidential immunity. Uh, You have the Democrats claiming that due process, therefore, uh, should not be um, afforded the former president of the United States candidate for president of the United States. Uh, The Supreme Court's taking it up, even though it was short-circuited by the panel, the three-judge panel, two Biden appointees, and one old Bush appointee, uh, would not allow Trump to appeal to the full circuit. So I'm hearing legal analysts and others go on and say, the D.C. Court of Appeals ruled, the D.C. Court of Appeals didn't rule anything. A three-judge panel ruled. And that three-judge panel would not allow the normal processes, due processes, that any defendant or complainant would usually get to take place. So they couldn't appeal to the full circuit. That's an important point. And they said, you have six days or seven days to appeal to the Supreme Court. So they did. And the Supreme Court wants to look at it. So the Democrats are angry. Why? Because they're Marxists. Because this is an effect, I guess, the French Revolution. That is, bring out the guillotine and get it over with. A Potemkin, a Potemkin trial. They want everything done fast. I even heard one contributor on Fox say, Shouldn't we know if Trump is a felon before the election? Uh, hello. That is about as preposterous as it gets. Every damn charge is phony. Every damn charge is brought by a Democrat. Every one of them. Shouldn't we know if he's a felon? Yeah, we should play right into your hands and do exactly what you want. Okay, so why have presidential immunity from crime? And from criminal charges at all. Shouldn't we know if Biden's a felon? Actually, we do know that he's a felon. That's what the report said. Multiple, multiple felonies. But we're not going to bring any charges because he's feeble. He's an imbecile. Well, there you go. He's feeble. He's an imbecile. But here's the problem. You're getting many people... My friends at Fox and elsewhere who are saying this is a big win for Trump because it slows it down. It's only a big win for Trump if the court rules the right way, folks. They say, well, you have motions practice. You know, you get the file on motions and so forth. It's, well, who are they going to file them with? Judge Chunkin. Judge C- Chunkin is in a speedboat. We know what she'll do with motions. She's done them before. If they're motions filed by President Trump's team, she will quickly, quickly rule on them and rule against Trump. She'll do it within days, within a week. It'll be an assembly line process. She's all prepared for that. She's consulted with her father reprobates who are wearing black robes. They call themselves judges. So that's what she'll do. And so you could actually have a trial, late summer, early fall, and a conviction. So the issue isn't, wow, this is a big victory for Trump. No, it's not. The Democrats are just, you know, they're very interested in, uh, in getting and decapitating the Republican candidate. So we Republicans don't even have a candidate. That's their hope. That's a little trust they have in Joe Biden winning. But these commentators are dead wrong. This isn't a big victory for Trump. The victory for Trump is if the Supreme Court straightens this out and says, look, you can't indict a president for actions he took as president. They're not prima facie criminal. What do you mean, Mark? They're not bringing him up on insurrection and sedition or any violent act or any normal criminal issue. The Klan Act? The Enron obstruction law, a federal contractor maladministration law, they're digging, they're dusting stuff off, they're looking at things to throw at Trump, and they're saying, We gotta hurry up. We got it where we want it. We got the judge we want. We're gonna get the jury we want. Biden's already poisoned the jury pool. Let's go! And the court needs to say, no, let's not go, because the consequences of what's happening here are going to reverberate as long as this republic exists. Here's my example. First of all, Trump's the example. That's number one. Look what they're doing. Look what the courts are doing. Look how fast they're moving. Look how they're preventing him from having a normal appellate process. That's exactly the danger. Number two, look at the allegations against him. The Klan Act, for God's sakes. Novel. Way in left field types of charges. That's exactly what will happen in the future. Number two, the future. It should Donald Trump win... Should the court rule, should the court rule that there is no such thing as post-presidential immunity or limits it to such a degree that it makes it a virtually a dead letter, you can dust off Robert Hur's special counsel report, put a new cover on it, a new cover on it, charges against Joe Biden, take a look at statute of limitations issues that kind and say, we've concluded differently than Mr. Heard just because he's an imbecile, just because he can't remember things, we're indicting him. And we will let a jury determine whether Joe Biden should spend the rest of his life in prison. Because the report outlines violation after violation of the Espionage Act, just as it did with Hillary Clinton. So, if the court doesn't get this right, despite the pressure it's under, despite the attacks against it, despite all the efforts to make the normal seem abnormal, despite the fact it'll be called the Trump court, because this is what the Marxist-Islamist-Democrat party left. This is what Biden is doing. They're trying to intimidate the justices like we've never seen before, and they've been doing this for a couple of years now. They need to say no. This isn't right. Now, what's interesting about this to me is a procedural matter. If the court said no, we're not taking it up, then the issue of immunity, at least for the purposes of this case and now, would have been ended, Mr. Producer. That three-judge panel, its ruling would stand. It's not the circuit court. It's a three-judge panel of the court because the panel specifically prevented the rest of the judges on that court from hearing it. I've never even seen anything like this. And then they're pushing, quick, 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 because they gave them six, seven days to appeal to the Supreme Court. Or what the Supreme Court could do is take it up. Have a ruling. That's sort of a little bit ambiguous. Send it back down. For further reconsideration. Some kind of fact finding. I don't know. But it does suggest to me that at least some. Of the real constitutionalists. We're having to withstand enormous pressure. They're going after Clarence Thomas. They've gone after Sam Alito. They're going after Neil Gorsuch. Kavanaugh went through the ringer and so forth. Barrett's a joke. But nonetheless, they want to look at this. So maybe, maybe it'll be a positive outcome. I don't know. But I love the way these legal analysts get on TV. They don't know a damn thing. They get everything wrong. This is a case of first impression. So there's no precedent for this. And that's the other thing. We have a lot of cases going to the court where there's no precedent. Oh, ballots. He should be removed from the ballot. This has never been tried before. So the court has to decide. Oh, there's no post-presidential immunity. This has never been fought before. So now the courts have to deal with this again. And I could go on and on. They're going to have to deal with whether or not the Espionage Act applies to a former president while he's leaving office. Says, look, the fact that I took the documents means that I declassify them. Biden, Hillary didn't have that defense. That's the Constitution of the United States. That's never been tried before. So that's at least three cases and then a fourth. What's going on in New York? Under the excessive penalties and fines? That's never been done before. To a former president in the middle of an election? So that's four novel issues that the court has to decide. And by the way, I have a slight disagreement with our friend Alan Dershowitz. He wrote a piece. He said, it's not so clear... It's clear that these are excessive fines, but it's not so clear that the court would use the Eighth Amendment, even though they should, because they typically use the Eighth Amendment in criminal cases. Excessive fines and penalties is what the Constitution says. It doesn't say in criminal cases. And when you read the opinion, the majority opinion back then, I think it was like 12 pages, Makes it abundantly clear that it affects somebody's liberties. It affects other aspects, politics. Politically, they even talked about the Stuarts from the 1300s in Britain. They talked about the uh, 1215. Talked about these things that had nothing to do with criminal law, the Magna Carta. So I think he's dead wrong on that. It has nothing to do with whether it's a criminal law or not. We're not talking about a penalty as in imprisonment and that sort of thing. Cruel and unusual punishment. That's a different part of the amendment. This is excessive fines and penalties. There's no limitation on that of any kind, I would argue. So there's that. I'll be right back. Mark
1: Lovin'
0: Republic lasted about 500 years the Roman Empire lasted about a thousand years we haven't even hit 300 years so we can't we can't roll up in a fetal position and just give up you know I've told you this before people ask me all the time are you pessimistic or optimistic and I say when Patton was racing to join the Battle of the Bulge to try and save that battle and stop the Nazis from winning and they didn't have enough fuel they didn't think and they really had not enough time to get there did he say gee am I pessimistic or am I optimistic Mr. Producer he said let's go I'm not in the prediction business here and there but not not like most I can see what's happening to our republic I can see what's happening It's not a prediction, that's a reality. But when it comes to these things, we're Patton, George Patton. I'm not pessimistic, I'm not optimistic, it doesn't matter what I think and feel. I've got those feelings. What matters is that we do something about it. How much time do we have, Rich? Let's go to Susan, upstate New York. How are you, Susan?
4: I'm hanging in there. I feel like you. We just got to keep plowing through all this. Um, but you know what, uh, Mitch, um, the turtle um, came into office uh, however many decades ago with $138,000 net worth. Now he's worth $35 million.
0: Amazing, isn't
4: it? To um, what? It's
0: amazing, isn't it? Amazing. They all get rich in office. It's an amazing thing.
4: Yeah, I don't think this republic. Speaking for God's sakes, but um, it says on um, some uh, thing that I just looked at that yes. it's from his salary and inheritance. Gee, I wonder if that could be his No, father. it's from
0: a gift. It's from his wife's family's in laws. Peter Schweitzer has written extensively about this. His in laws, marriage through Elaine Chow, have basically monopoly freight power, freight industry with communist China. Did you know that?
4: I, I knew that his her father's a part of the CCP, so...
0: I don't know if her father's part of that or not. Just take it face value what I just told you. It's bad enough. It's right. bad enough that they had monopoly control over the freight business given to them by the Communist Party of China. And of course, uh, the Republicans kept electing McConnell to be their leader. And in my view, he led them into oblivion. And keep talking about the court. The court would have been just fine with or without him. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, Israel. We have your back. Over 80% of the American people reject the Islamists. And I'll see you tomorrow. God bless each and every one of you. Take care.